Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. Hey, what a great day, huh? Pretty good. Can't complain. Well, I can't either. I, you know, I usually like to complain, but I'm feeling so good this morning, I don't even think I'm going to complain. It's a, it's a great day. It's the bro show. You know that, right? Oh. The bro show right that's now. what makes it. Yeah. That's what makes the yeah. day. It makes the day, and if you've never been to this day before where the bros do their show, you are in the bro show. There, we're two brothers. My name is Jerry. My name is John. And we are actual brothers, not that other stuff. Hey, hey, bro, not that stuff. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Real brothers, same mom, same dad. And we got a show, and we talk about four things on. One thing is an animal, and every six months we switch that animal out. We call that a season. This is the season of what, John? What the hell is the season of the whale? It is. And we got a sponsor oh. in a minute here. Secondly, we get a word. Sometimes that word has something to do with our topics. Sometimes it's something we ran into that just puzzled, puzzled or delighted us. And just the third thing the we face. do, hits you in the face. We got another thing we do, two takes. That's something that we have discovered during the week that we have two different views on, or maybe we have the same view, but we have two takes on it. And lastly, yeah. but not leastly, what's the last thing, John, that we do? Groaners. We do groaners. And we have a source that we cannot divulge. We cannot divulge right now with the source. So it's a tease. We'll let you know later, maybe. Oh, okay. All right. We got a sponsor, right, John? Do we have a sponsor? Our sponsor for this season is Save the Whales. It uh, is a nice nonprofit organization established in 1977 by a young lady named Maris Sittenstecker. And she realized it was important for us to make sure that these whales stay in existence. Yeah. So she created a nonprofit. Their uh, funding source to start out was something that's near and dear to our heart, T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they put out a very, very nice T-shirt. And John, uh, I don't know how to tell you this. I've got the T-shirt on. You, uh-oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you, you just couldn't wait, and I appreciate that because I was going to say, not only can we, you know, take a look at this shirt and say how good it is, we have actually one of the bros has the shirt, has it me. on. And John sent it to feel me. Feel it, touch it. It it form it it feels good. It's a shirt that makes you oh. feel good when you get up in the morning and put it on. Oh yeah. Or, you know, like I do, you can just sleep in it so you don't forget to put it on. That's an important fact. I've done that before. And yeah. so the nonprofit primarily is uh education. They try to teach young people, children in school, how important it is that we maintain this wonderful animal. And occasionally they'll run into a special project and they have funding sources to, to take that on. They have a nice network of scientists, etc. So three shouts out, all good for the Save the Whale. Wow. Wow, that's, that's great. That's it. That's it. You did it. You did a really good job on that, by the way. And I do feel good about the T-shirt. I want to thank you publicly for uh, sending that to me. That was that. It's a long sleeve, yeah. by the way. Well, the long only reason I got it is because it didn't fit me. Okay. Oh, jeez. That makes me feel special. <laughs> that makes me feel really special. <laughs> if you guys are looking to get one of these shirts, I just want to point out that that you know this time of year sometimes it's cold. You know, depending on where you live. And uh, John got me this long sleeve one by accident, as you just heard, because he intended it for himself. But it's got it's got long sleeves and it's got a URL down the left arm, you know the the website. 
So it's kind of cool. And it's different. You know, it's a, I don't have a T-shirt like this anywhere. And, uh, you know, it's got this aqua blue printing on it. And it's dark, almost black kind of blue. Yeah. It's really good. It's a, I don't have a t-shirt like it. So if you want a unique, interesting t-shirt, go there. They got lots of them for sale. And uh, also you can donate. They, we got the links in the show notes. Just go for it. How about a whale story? Deal. Mm. How about a whale story? We got story? a whale story. Higaloo, the white humpback whale. You know, yeah. it's, it's amazing that you, you'll give, you can give some deets, but I just like to say that, uh, we talk a lot about whales in general, but we fail to realize that these whales are just like humans. They're all individual person have individual personalities, and some stand out more than others. And this one happens to be one that also has a very special color. Yeah. So what do we have? We've got a humpback whale called Migaloo, and maybe you can give us a little of the details as to where this animal hangs and what what it's been up to, et cetera. Uh, this animal, I really like this animal. Uh, I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, our friend Sarah from down under, uh, Australia, uh, she, she turned me on to Migaloo. And, uh, this is a humpback whale and it's white. It is white. Everybody thinks, oh, white whale, Moby Dick. No, no, this is a humpback whale. It's not a sperm whale. And it is white. It is not, however, albino. And this thing is like a mascot for the whole east east coast of uh, of Australia, especially Queensland. And they have mm-hmm. special protections in place. If you get within 500 feet of this whale, you got like a sixteen uh, uh, sixteen thousand dollar fine. Yeah, yep. you know Australian dollars. And, and that's by the way, that that's a lot of U.S. dollars too. So don't mess with Migaloo. Uh, they love their Migaloo. And first spotted when he's three to five years old, uh, he's he's undercolored. He's not even colored. It's just this is what happens when you have a lack of pigment. You end up this color. But you know his eyes are brown. They're not like red. You know, like uh, like albino rats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they have a they have a fancy name for this this kind of under glutenized. I think they call it or hypoglutenized or anyway they got a fancy oh hypopigmented I mean, underpigmented yeah. Leukistic. That's another word they'll use. Don't, don't pay any attention to that scientific talk. Migaloo is a great whale. Everybody loves Migaloo. Uh, Migaloo is male. They could tell. Why do you think they could tell he was male? Do you have any idea? I, I know that it took them a while to, to figure it out, and uh, you'd have to give the deeds as to the specific uh, technique or skill set yeah. or whatever it took to yeah, figure in this case, out. In case, in case those of you at home are going someplace that I think you might be going you know, like check out his package, that kind of thing. Uh, it's not that easy. Whales keep their package tucked. So don't go there. Here's how they found out. It was because male humpbacks are better with melody. They have better pitch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's how they figured it out. These, these, these whales do sing. They sing a song. Mm. They sing a song. So what happens is that, you know, they got the, they got the song nailed. And they go, it's a male. And then, you know, a bunch of these other people go, yeah, how do you know? You could have it wrong. Maybe maybe this is a rare female whale that's really good with it. No, no. So they got some skin samples. Don't ask me how they did it without that's the That's right. That's what I read, the, the skin samples. Yeah. yeah, that's how they verified it. And a bunch of Californians. So where, where does this whale fit? I, I, I don't have it at my fingertips with respect to size. Okay. It's like 35, 50 feet. Where... This is like a humpbacks are usually they max out, I think, about 50 feet, something like okay. that. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's it's and, not uh, the biggest, but it's big. No. I, yeah, all whales are, are pretty good size. Uh, yeah. You know, even even the little ones up in the Arctic and stuff like that, they can get pretty good size. It's a baleen whale. It does not have teeth like a killer whale or a sperm whale or dolphin even. Uh, and that, that means they, they eat little bitty things, krill, shrimp, stuff like that. Now, as they get older, they're going to go farther off the coast and, and uh, dive a little deeper and that sort of thing. So for the time being, you can spot Migaloo if you're down there. Uh, in yeah. Australia, I'm just wondering this thing about spotting the whale. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I know this is. I know that the whale in general, the humpback whale, is a is a uh, is very popular with whale watchers. Mm-hmm. But it appears that this whale doesn't show up that often, and maybe even less frequent as time goes by. Do you, did you kind of get that sense? Oh yeah, that's because as it gets older, it's going to go farther off offshore. Right. So you yeah. know, there, it, you know, any year could be the last time we see this whale. It it could be, it could be, but you know, this is probably the easiest whale to spot because if mm. you're in a helicopter and you're you're oh the white and all that yeah yeah it's white you can see it through the water. So that that does make it. So if if it's out there yeah. to be seen, we can see it. That that white makes a big difference. You're absolutely correct on that. Don't fall. One last thing here. Don't fall for any. See, there's a problem if you're hypopigmented, just like with humans, you sunburn easily, and there's some sun damage, oh. sun damage on Migaloo. So don't yeah. fall for this fundraising thing they do, where they're trying to get, uh, they're trying to get suntan lotion for Migaloo. That's not a real thing. Okay. It's not real. What a right. It's not real. It's real. What don't fall for it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fall for it. Okay. And, and Migaloo's got a kid. Migaloo's got a, got a, got a progeny. They think that, that this, this, this male has reproduced. There's another white whale. A couple of them actually. They're all humpbacks. Yeah, they're all they eastern humpbacks. Eastern humpbacks off Australia. They, uh, yeah, they hang out up there, up north in Australia where it's warm and then they, you know, they'll go feeding down by Antarctica and stuff like that. So this is this is below the equator kind of whale. You know them, you love them, you can't live without them. Migaloo! That's your deal. Mm. Word? Hey, Lou, L-O-O. Uh, very interesting yeah. word. I mean, it's typical of many words. It's got a multitude of definitions, meanings. And you kind of latched onto it because of the English slang. But it's also a card game. But I think we'll just we'll concentrate on the secondary definition, that one of uh, the English slang. And perhaps you could kind of give you came up with a word, maybe give us a little background yeah. and et cetera. Yeah, this this is a protest word. Uh, <clears throat> this was one of those words where we were talking about our two takes and something so egregious was said out loud that I had to say, that's a toilet. Wow. Of course, it was spelled differently. It was spelled L-O-U. But in this case, L-O-O. This word, like you said, John, it, it's uh, in this had more diverse meanings than any word we have worked on thus far on the show. Yeah, it, probably, I've never yeah. seen. I've never seen it. You know, is it a suitcase? Is it <laughs> is it a card game? Is does it mean forfeit? Does it mean this? It comes from a French word that's spelled, you know, the way French spell things with as many vowels as possible uh, for for a toilet. That's what that's basically a latrine, actually, is what they call it. You know, I think they they called a loo a loo before there was water toilets with flushing and all that stuff. So this is an old word from France. 
Uh, it got over to, you know, the English decided to start using it. And if you listen to almost any English movie where there's a lot of dialogue, someone sooner or later says, where's the loo? Mm. Be good. So, Easy to run into. You should know this word, y'all. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm right there. I'm learning. That's what it's all about. All right. Well, hey, now we're ready. Now we're ready for the main topic. Our main topic is we took a look and within the last couple of weeks, uh, Chicago decided that their uh, their bureau of their their convention and tourist bureau needed to kind of step up and uh, do a little boost in terms of uh, what we say about the city of Chicago. So they came up with a new slogan and it's gotten blasted. In fact, there was even an article yesterday that I ran into that kind of brought together all of the criticism that's taken place but let's just to start out with give you what this is it's chicago period not in chicago now i understand that wow what's tricky about any of the these slogans is first thing you need to understand is the slogans are something that's created for the marketing purposes to attract either tourists or business etc so it's not necessarily the nickname of the city so you know it's not it's the it isn't that. I mean, so you need to know no. to start out with. The other thing is quite often taking the the slogan out of the context of an ad or a commercial makes it not mean much. But this one goes even further. It 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 it's sort of like saying it it basically what what you read and see about it is you say Chicago, not in Chicago. It's doing more to boost the tourism for other cities. Because it's saying things such as, well, you know, Hollywood, where these are, well, that all started in Chicago before 1920. Well, are the, well, is it still here in Chicago? No, you have to go to L.A. to see it. So what are they boosting? They're boosting L.A. or Hollywood. Or they talk about, they say, well, New York, skyscrapers. Not, well, where did it start? It starts in Chicago. So Chicago, but not in Chicago. It's sort of like it's it's like giving a trivia contest or history of Chicago. But uh, yeah, you to go see a skyscraper. You want to see the original skyscraper? Don't look. It doesn't exist. It's been torn down before 1930. Wow. So it just John, doesn't make it. a lot of losing. sense. You're losing your you're losing it here. What's going yeah, on? I'm sorry, what? I, what? I got what? a little excited. Wow. Oh well. Are you gonna be able to finish the show or what? I mean, come on. Get it together. Just the enthusiasm is overwhelming. Why why did they do this, John? I don't like this slogan. I'm just going to say it. I know that might offend you, but I understand all the history and all that stuff, but you're right. This just drives people to other cities. Yeah, that's that's the the key here. And and so when you watch the commercial, you'll say, well, they're going to do something to kind of swift it over. Uh, But all of a sudden, you're looking at the Flatiron Building. Uh, in New York uh, for a long time. Yeah. You're looking at yeah. the Hollywood sign in L.A., and I say, well, wait right. a minute, what's going on? We're not but in Chicago. I, That's what I get out of all this. You know, these guys, they get to L.A., and they go, well, at least we're not in Chicago. I mean, that's it. They're just going to go not in Chicago. That's all. They're going to shorten it, believe me. But, and they're gonna but, go, but that'll but become think, the slogan. We're not in Chicago. We find that we hear the tourism was really going gangbusters. We sort of had this what? feel that Chicago was a – it's an international uh, destination, so we were really catering to a lot of tourists that were from outside the U.S. And then so COVID could, takes yeah. place, and, and yeah. you, you've been – obviously, just like any other city, it's tourism is going to go down, but 
for some reason, they felt the need to kind of put this together to give it a new feel or something. So I find that, you know, cities that feel a need for the boost are the ones that are going to going to do a, do something like this. But a thriving city who's doing well with tourism, uh, if it isn't if it isn't broke, don't try to fix it. You know what I mean? So you don't mess around with it. And I think we've got two places we've been. We got the opposite ends here. We got St. Louis, which is constantly looking for something to boost its. You might say uh, desperate. You might say desperate. Yeah, desperation. And then we've got no, the Chicago, other side where Chicago. you are. What's that? Oh, hold on. Before you get off Chicago, you know, Chicago is pretty self, is pretty confident. You know, maybe they had too many tours, John. Have you thought of that? And they thought, well, let's come up with something, drive everybody to other cities. And then we'll come up with a better one in a few years, and then the numbers will go up, and we'll be okay. I can't, I can't justify it any other way. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I had to say tell that. you that uh, it's even the one before that was called Imagine Chicago, and you what? take a look at that and say, well, what? Well, the problem yeah. is that it makes sense if you see the the ad. It really, it's really good, but oh. it's in the context. All these things have to be thought about in the context. With this one, I I, I saw it, and it doesn't make any. It, it, it's worse. Okay. So uh, we've got we we've got a lot of these that oh. are out there, uh, wow. and, and I just within the last half hour I saw I love New York TV. Okay. The I so I mean it, it's York, they're everywhere. I New York. What's that? I mean I heart the one with the heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean it's a little it's it's trademark uh, mm. you know little okay. thing that's and they don't say it that you just look at it and see it as they give the ah. ad. The commercial, gotcha. Gotcha. but still, there's one that shows. There's one that's met the test of time, and, it, and they don't feel the need to change it. And I feel that's the way it is. With uh, as we take a look at St. Louis, they're constantly tweaking theirs. And I'll and uh, so I'll just give you my read on what's happening in St. Louis. St. Louis put together uh, back in 2007, and they pretty well kept it. Uh, St. Lou, all within reach. So I don't have any problem with all within reach. It's not the best, but the St. No. Lou, nobody says Lou or St. Lou when they're describing St. Louis or using the name. Not unless they so need to use it, the bathroom. That's a, yeah, that's where you got the bathroom from. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as a result, it's um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The ads themselves are reasonably good, but even all within reach is are, what are we concerned about people commuting? Uh, you know, when you get I mean, to a city yeah. where it's going to take you five minutes to get to Forest Park or it's going to take ten minutes, I don't think everybody anybody's going to get Nobody too excited cares. about. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares uh, how how fast you know how quick you, you can get around town. So that kind of uh, annoyed me, and that that one doesn't work well as far as I'm concerned. However, on your side, with respect to Austin, I oh. feel that, that you know oh. how long that's that's what's that? I, I, I'm uh, my breath got taken away when you mentioned it because uh, I I like our our mottos and our slogans down here. But go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt. But the I fact is, away. this kind of de- demonstrates that with yours, uh, I, I, you you can talk a little bit about it. But I I think it's met the test of time. This this thing was yeah. created in nineteen was it nineteen ninety. So yeah. it's over 30 years it's been in existence, and I like the way it evolved. Ahead, if I read story. a little history uh, about it. It's kind of interesting because what they did is as Austin became known for its music, people, they, they were calling uh, in the newspaper, they were calling Austin Second Nashville. Yeah. And somebody said, Second Nashville, you know what? I like the no. idea that we're getting compared to Nashville, but this second doesn't fly. 
Nope, so Austin here. created a, a, a music commission, the, gov- the, the city did, to study this. And then they start looking at it and saying, well, you know, maybe we could call ourselves the music capital of Texas. Then they decided to do a survey and realized they had a lot more music than any other place in the country. So what did they come up with? Up with live music, music capital, capital of, of the, the world. world. Yeah, and they the have world. the numbers that there was a survey done way back when. I don't don't know if it's been updated, et cetera, but that's really cool. So that I think is is a, is a good one. It's been around, and I think stick with it. And you know, it's a thriving city, so why not? Why not, indeed? And that no. is that is one of the hallmarks of, of Austin. You know, you you can't throw a cat without hitting a live musician. Yep, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They, yeah, like Chicken Man. They're everywhere. So, I mean, it's it's a real thing. I mean, people say, well, you know, first of all, they say, well, Jerry, you know, you live in Austin, right? Yeah, live capital, live music capital of the world. And they go, yeah, okay, you're Texan, you exaggerate. And I go, yeah. well, have you been here? And they yeah. go, oh, you're right. I have been there, and everywhere I went, there was a live musician. He wasn't on the sidewalk. He was in a coffee house or a bar. Or a theater warming up the audience before someone performed, or in the airport. There's almost always a live band in the airport. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, live music capital of the world. Now, the world, you know what? I don't believe they, they did a census of the entire globe and determined this. Yeah. Texans, Texans are kind of like horseshoes and hand grenades, you know? Yeah, I think what they did is they took a look at they were the close. U.S. and kind of got an idea and say, you know what, that's far enough, we'll, but we'll just embellish it a bit by saying world yeah. rather than U.S. Yeah, so that's what they did. That's what they did. So, but the story's not over, John. Okay, the story's not over. There's more. There is more. Here's the more. Okay, back when, back in the 1970s. Austin got known, thanks to people like Janis Joplin and a bunch of other troublemakers, it, Austin got known as a really rambunctious place, a countercultural place. Mm. So in the late 60s, it started this thing called the Armadillo Bazaar. And this mm. was a, a, an attempt to commercialize uh, Austin's radical roots. And so it became a bazaar, especially during Christmas, to sell crafts, tie-dyed T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. And it just got out of hand, John. And they formed the Armadillo World Headquarters in, in Austin. And it became a gathering place for miscreants and malcontents and protesters and, and just weirdos. And the weird. Weirdos. That might be weird. the cure. It stuck. He were here. It stuck. Weird. So, so. Uh, there was a similar kind of commission of shop owners and small independent businesses that decided the motto, keep Austin weird, was really good for business. And it just grew and grew and grew. And it's the unofficial motto or slogan right. of uh, Austin. So we have it's a Yeah, yeah. The, the second one also has some, a booster organization behind it. So it, it has it has some yeah. – it's not Some just authority. like it, it was a bunch of newspaper guys started using no. it. So I, I really feel it does fit uh, in, in the same category as the music capital, a live music capital of the world. 
But, you know, I want to just rattle through a real – some Go of these other some. ones I have noted. Let's uh, – yeah, that that I think are kind of interesting. And they just show that, you know, but I think I, we've already mentioned I love New York. L.A. just says that's so L.A. But, again, who knows? That could be very yeah. good in a commercial. Yeah. Philadelphia with love, Philadelphia. I liked it before they had one, Life, Liberty, and You. But that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, um, kind of Vegas cool. has got probably one of the most the, the, the most famous, and that's what happens yeah. in Vegas. Only stays stays in Vegas, but what they've kind of changed that a little bit, and they've oh. come up with a, a new one that says what happens here only happens here, which is good too. Oh, that's okay, fine. that's nice. So some of them are pretty obvious, and, and I'm glad they're 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 keeping them. Like Cleveland Rocks, they got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's it. But I did some extensive research, and I came oh. up with I feel the best city slogan out there. Better a city than Austin. Might be a stretch. Better than Austin. Better than Austin. This okay, one go ahead. I found it's a little town just east of uh, Kansas City, Kansas, called Gas, Kansas. Now this really? poor little town was formed in 1901, and it peaked its population about 19 and 1910. With 1,200 wow. people, and it's kind of lost about half of its population since then. But it it is working so so hard to recapture the splendor of this little town. Uh, oh. But it, it's called gas because it's got a lot of natural gas underneath it. So oh. here's what their slogan is: Don't pass gas, stay and enjoy it. Oh God, John, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh man. What's wrong? As a guy That's the best one I could come up with. Got to pass gas. <laughs> oh, well, I think we got oh, into our groaners a little early, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I it's I might it maybe it's a segue. I don't know what it is, but I thought. Right, let's do good. let's hold on. Let's do the segue. Then we'll have some groaners. Go ahead, segue. Okay. All right, what's your so, what's your groaners? Oh, okay. We get two groaners every every week. These groaner, groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. So let's hit – I'll hit you with a couple groaners. Okay. Here is the first one. And since we got the Super Bowl coming up, I thought I'll throw in a, a football one. Why do NFL kickers make good debaters? Why do NFL right. kickers always make good debaters? I don't know, John. I don't know. They always make the extra point. See, there. you know what I did there? For some reason, I forgot about extra points. I was just thinking about punters. You know what? This was a, a, a problem with respect to how you you stated it. And kickers and punters yeah. are often kind of – I agree with yeah. you. This one needs, yeah. needs some wordsmithing. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Okay, let's okay. try this next one. Maybe this one will work a little bit better. Okay. What award did the inventor of the door knocker get? What award did the inventor of the door knocker get? Mm, wow. Tough one. Yeah, I this keep thinking of young. This young, is a challenging. Keep, it is. I keep thinking of young Frankenstein, where uh, Martin Feldman says, Marty Feldman says, "Nice knockers." You know. The, the, ah. The, the, yeah, on the this, door. Here's the, here's the award you get if, if he got for this. He got the Nobel Prize. That's excellent. Very good. <laughs> I like that one. 
Oh, what can I say? All good. Hang in there.